audio. There's a new one. I'm trying some new things. All right. I might take some time we, to do that over the, the... Maybe you should run those by me before we get on the <laughs> oh, mic. Should I? I should. I should. I should. You're right. That was... Uh, I caught you off guard, and that was unfair. Well, it was just you're, way different. You're one half of this podcast, so I should probably... In the words of Randall's work, it's way adequate. <laughs> oh, most people know who that is. I don't know. Okay. Depends Around on, here, Depends sure. on where our listeners are. Right. I bet most of them do. Uh, it's in memory of Randall's work early into the afternoon. God, that's how stuck. I got started on Jack Daniels was that Lucy song is. Oh, really? No. That was okay. Not. Well, don't lie on this podcast. <laughs> we don't lie to people in this one. Of course we don't. Why would we lie? We stand to gain nothing. We, we're starting about two hours earlier than we normally do in a work day. Because nobody's here. <laughs> it is. I don't know why it's, it's so weird. I mean, there's a, there's a winter storm watch. Yeah, it's all Now, bullshit. there's a winter storm warning up in Sturgis, where I live. So that means you're in the middle of it up north? I don't know. We're supposed to just I, be on the lookout? For I guess. <laughs> I I checked my cameras up there, and nothing, That's not. there's no accumulation or anything. Nothing's showing up on there. So, well, I mean, it's getting a little bit, but that's still not. That's not something I'd be no, worried about just not yet. Not at all. Anyway, all right. <laughs> You've already called in snowed in for tomorrow? Is that what you're Maybe. saying? Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do is <laughs> I just. Can't get out. <laughs> I have to be here. I got the other podcast oh. that I'm on to do tomorrow. The one oh, we get paid are, to do. You are in demand. Uh, something like that. Um, well, it's, it's yeah, this nice, is the This is the only <laughs> The podcast that we have to pay to participate in. <laughs> right. We get paid to do the other one. Got to pay to make this one. It's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, I want to talk. I want to talk because I've been getting just so into it. All right. So coming up, I want to, I want you and I to talk about whiskey cocktails because I've just, it's something I've kind of been enjoying exploring a little bit. And so I reached out to all of the experts that we know to ask them what they keep <laughs> In their, in their, you're gonna lose your number here. In their cocktail, well, no, I'm, I, I mean that. I'm sincere. These, these I guys know, that we talk keep to, bugging them rather than just getting on the Google machine. Yeah, and going, How do you make a whiskey sour? Well, isn't it better to get it from? Because I trust these guys. That's why. And Did I, you get a hold I, of I Tucker? Know. He's the one that's no. He's it for he's a he's a, he's on vacation. All I see from Mark Tucker right now is him uh, watching monkeys yeah. wherever he's on vacation at. All these, he's just surrounded by yeah, him. I know, I, I, where is he? And, I, and his wife's got one extra to watch out for. <laughs> well, she brought one with her. <laughs> I don't know where he's on vacation at, though, but it looks fun. I don't know. I thought he was going to Mexico, but I might be drinking. Uh, I don't no, know. Like I, I am drinking. I, you are right now. I hope he's having a good time. The pictures look fantastic. Well, so, how, no. He's been gone forever. Is he coming back? I don't know. I hope Justin so. Justin going to have to find a new head bartender? No, I don't want that to happen. God, Mark makes good drinks down there. I don't want him to go yeah. away. Everybody does. Um, but anyway, before we get to that, there was a couple of news stories in the whiskey world that I stumbled across. It's finally coming around. Kind of. Uh, let's hope so. Because you and I are both on the same page. And again, kind of quantify this. We're not, if you want to buy your bourbons to collect, whatever, fine. I guess. It's not that there's... It's against the law or anything, right? But it's it just is the reason why we're kind of in a whiskey crunch right now the way it is. It takes two years minimum to make a bourbon. And 
that's a, I mean, that's a long time when you think about it, right? And so if all of these people are out buying this stuff and keeping it and collecting it, not drinking it, and they just keep buying more and more and more as much as they can, as fast as they can, well, then the rest of us don't have these opportunities to get any, and then you can't turn around tomorrow and have another bottle of it on the shelf. Here, here I, I came up with a way to solve that. Okay. And I think it'd work. Let's hear it. All right. So here's what Buffalo Trace needs to do. And this is kind of specific to Buffalo Trace right a now, lot of too. It. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously others out there, but they're the ones that come up most frequently. What they need to do is just flood the market with it. Flood the market with some Pappy 20 so that all of that secondary market price goes down to nothing and people would quit dicking with it. Can you do that the other way and double the price of Buffalo Trace? Just the regular Buffalo Trace? No. It wouldn't work I, that I way? I don't think so. So people wouldn't just be rushing out to buy a, a hundred bottles of it and then, you know. Well, I think Buffalo Trace could be, uh, could have been a, a just a supply and demand thing. I right, think. maybe. I mean, it's not like it's in demand. I mean, if if Buffalo, I bought a Buffalo bottle. Right. Jesus, it sounds like I've been making this name. <laughs> it's only, it's two, it's, I've only it's had two, three two o'clock. <laughs> I bought a bottle of Buffalo Trace the other day just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, not to sound dickish no, to I get everybody it. that loves it, because I recommended it a lot, but mm-hmm. it's been iffy for me the last two, three times I've had it, and it's just not its just not the name that, that people are chasing. Right. You know, it's not the Pappy 20 or the E.H. Taylor or the Stag or the... Weller, you know, I mean, it's just not those things. But, yeah. if, but if they got back to the place where you could find Weller and E.H. Taylor and Eagle Rare and some of those things on the shelf, there wouldn't be the constant battle to find, you know, to do you get think, it. Do you think they have enough, though, to flood no. the market with? Well, that's, I think that's a, the thing, right? Certainly not one of those longer age right. pappies. I right. mean, a pappy 23 takes you 23 years yeah. to make it. Well, and like Eagle, the Eagle Rare, you know, it's a 10-year deal. Right. So, uh, you know, they're saying a lot of this stuff isn't going to correct itself in some instances until like 2031, 2044. Right. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm still drinking whiskey at that time, <laughs> but I don't want to wait that long. And then you get stories about this executive director out of uh, Oregon. Oregon's Liquor Regulatory Agency who had to announce his resignation because... Because he was sneaky. Criminal investigation into allegations that he and other senior uh, senior officials. See, it's not just me. No, it isn't. Use their positions to divert rare sought-after bourbons for personal use. So a guy in a position of power knows where it's all going. Well, it's because he's and telling is able, them where it's going. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. And how... how this can't. This can't be the only place it's happening. No, I've heard. Well, there's you know raids on stuff going on over on the East Coast at uh, whatever Bobby's Bourbon Barn. Or yes, whatever the Bobby's hell. Bourbon Barn, that famous brands that we're. <laughs> but you so know, hard in to DC in Virginia, yes. they were they were raiding stuff because they were, I think, buying stuff on the secondary market and selling it at at secondary or better prices. You know, and so if. There's got to be a paper trail for you to end, for that bottle to end up in your store. You can't just buy it from Jeff on the corner, right? And you know, sell it in your store for three grand. I mean, you can't do it. I saw one. I saw now which uh, which which whiskey is putting uh, under their caps. 
because there, this is also kind of leads into people that are, you know, buying the bottles online and then pouring just, you know, whatever juice in it and then selling it as a bottle of Pappy. They're able, they have the, the, the equipment at home to, to reseal it, to make it. But now, um, God, I, I should have, I don't remember which one it was. They have a little tag under the cap. So it tells you if that whiskey is is what's in the bottle. How do they, how well, does the cap tell you because that? Because I think um, if it's resealed, oh, I should have read the article. I really should have come in a little bit more prepared. I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> I brought <laughs> like the, it's, a, it's a way to do it. I so. brought the booze. What more do right, you want? I know. Um, oh, you brought some too for the I first time in a while. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking. Right. What are you, what are you, you're having some more I, of the. I've got the company, dis- okay. the uh, company distilling the, uh, what is it? The sixty? Is that the is that the 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 better one? The other the, autographed well, bottle yeah, you got? It's, well, it's the it's the higher proofed one. Okay, I brought in my Davies County toast because it's so good. Uh, God, for telling me you've been drinking on that for a while, I you're taking baby steps. I am. Well, again, it's not easy to find, and I want to hold on to it for a while. I know where and to I find it. I did. I know the two bottles you have at home. And I didn't want to there be. There was more on the shelf where I got I know, that. That's one. true. Dan, Dan had. Uh, God, I should I should run back out there and see if he's got You're some such more. An idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, she'll never know. So I'm. Uh, so yeah, that's that. that those kind of stories are what this is. Well, yeah, you, was, you're gonna ruin it for everybody. Is what's gonna happen. I mean, you kind of already are. You guys. Well, have yeah. This. He, he was. He the guy was. The, 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 this regulatory commission is in a little town, I think, called Milwaukee, Oregon. Right. If, if you pronounce that different in Oregon than you do in Wisconsin, I apologize. Milwaukee. It's spelled different. Anyway, <laughs> so what he was doing is he would divert, quote unquote, divert this high allocated bourbon to liquor stores in Mil- Milwaukee and then essentially call up the manager or the owner and say, yeah, I'm going to come pick. You got a bottle of this coming to you. I'll be over there at noon today to pick it up. How much fun, let's just play the other side of this, would it be to have that kind of power? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where it's coming? You are the one that's sending it to the liquor store. And so you can just call them and say, hey, I think this is uh, this is on the way. I think you're going to get some of these whatevers. Or you tell a friend, hey, call the store, tell them you, you know, it's on the way or whatever, and you're going to come pick it up. Well, still being in the position of not in power, that has happened to us. Yeah, it has. Recently. Right. Which I'm still a little... We're not, we probably won't go into that. That'll be a no. story for another day, way down the road. Calmer heads have prevailed. <laughs> right. uh, so the other story I thought was, was really... I, I do get into these because... It's like talking about people that win the lottery. Um, there was a bottle of exceedingly rare Macallan that just sold at Sotheby's for $250,000. See, now that's a collector. If you had $250,000, Rob, let's say you had a billion dollars in your bank account. If I just won the lottery. Right. But, I mean, it was a lot of money. Were you not... Would you buy something like this? Would I buy a $250,000 yeah. bottle of scotch? Yes. I don't think so even just to collect and say you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bottle of scotch I, boy i'd have to have a lot of money <laughs> that's what i mean it would I mean, take didn't have, i mean a, a million dollars isn't gonna do no, it i mean you'd no. need you'd need a lot of money uh this mccallan was the distill your world new york single cask edition and it was created from a single cast uh constituent of the original blend it was distilled in 2002 
bottled at cask strength, 55% alcohol by volume, two bottles were made. That's so it. out of an entire cask yep. of scotch. Yep. Con- in constituent of the original years, blend. Yeah. They only got two bottles two of bottles. this stuff out of there. And that's what you get for what's 250000 com- what, What's it coming in at barrel proof? Well, if it's a 55% alcohol uh, ABV, 110. 110. Yeah. Which is pretty high for scotch, isn't it? I scotch is generally not up not up around there, I don't think. Well, on top of that, you'd think that it, as much as that would have evaporated, you'd have, the alcohol content would have been higher, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I just would have stood over the barrel every day. <laughs> Just walked just, in. Just walked into where it was. No get in contact, <sighs> drunk, just laying on that thing. Yeah, it would. It sure would be fun. Before I die, I would love to get a uh, half an ounce of a half ounce of a pour of something that was just that stupidly expensive. Well, I didn't get you the exceedingly rare cask. No, I got you, you got the me rare just cask. the rare cask, right. It was, was a lot cheaper. I'd buy you another <laughs> one of them maybe if I won the lottery. Uh, those were just a couple of pretty interesting stories I thought that were, were coming out of the whiskey world here over the past week. Uh, but lately... It's and, people like our listener that is making bourbon come to the forefront of, right. of the news cycle. Yeah. That's how I, these news stories so. come out and people get arrested. <laughs> Thank, thank you, listener. Uh, you're still topping off your uh, your old fashioned barrel, aren't you? You still got that going? Yeah, every it's really bad, man. Every time, what, every bad, time like, I go down there to get one, it's like half empty. So I'm like, what? well, I can't run out. <laughs> so I got to look on the shelf and see what I'm willing to sacrifice, and then. Well, you're going to get down to a point where you're not. There's bottles that you're not going to want to be pouring. I know. In there, and then then I'm going to have it. to go to the store and, and get. So you're going to keep it going. You're not going to empty it and then start again. Is that what I'm hearing? It it never, maybe I'm doing this wrong, but it never gets that far. (laughs) I mean, it never gets down to the point where, or I, you know, if you, if you're supposed to age it for 30 days or whatever, everything said, you know, by 10 days in, I've had (laughs) three or four of them. Becky's had three or four of them. And then it's the stupid things half empty. So I just top it off again. Okay. You just put in another. I mix, mix up another. Right? I get another seven fifty or something, and put in the two and a half ounces of simple syrup and the what five teaspoons of bitters, and off you go. Mix it up, and away we go. Yeah. See, I'm I'm really enjoying. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't have to look that shit up anymore. So <laughs> it's all it's in memory, making me a little bit nervous. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I used to have to go scroll through the internet and go, where did I find that? Uh, one of my, I have, I've. I'm a I'm kind of a ritualistic it's person. Two point seven five ounces okay. of simple syrup, by the way. Um, so when I get up in the morning, I have a certain way I like things to be done. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Totally do. And one of my favorite things to do in the morning is to make my I don't know. It's a twelve ounce cup of coffee, right, with my AeroPress. So there and there's a there's a whole system to it. You grind the beans, and you, I mean it's just a process, and it's relaxing, and it's calming, and it means. You're about to have something really delicious. It means you're right? about to get really jittery on camera. I'm a little bit. <laughs> and then if my routine, you know, if, if my wife and I are just staggered enough on our schedule to where we're not in each other's way in the morning and like the kitchen and stuff when we want to eat or do whatever. So when that gets thrown off, then I'm like, God, God dang it. Uh, love you, honey. Uh, but I just need this little <laughs> moment. Okay. I just need this moment to do my thing. And so I'm starting to find an appreciation with that in making 
a single old fashioned just because of the process. You know, I like sometimes I'll take the sugar cube and put the bitters on that and then mm. mash the cube and then and then sometimes I'll mix it a different way. But you you end up with that good. So I, I think if you're only having one. <laughs> then that's then I then I'm with you there. You get to try something a little different. You know? Sure, right. You get to do the sugar right. cube with the yeah. bitters and a little bit of water, and then you blah 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 blah. So where you're not having to. For Rob Henry, it's the quantity. Well, not, oh. not all I'm the time. I'm just you know, if it's a Friday afternoon or evening or Saturday morning or tuesday afternoon or, you know, or, or you're sitting thursday. here at work you, <laughs> right uh, no i because you know I get you it. have so many things they get sticky <laughs> look at that. i don't need this toasted to come out of my nose right now uh, no, no, I, and i understand that you're right and I i'm cleaning up the counter more than once okay excuse me um my wife doesn't really like old fashioned so if i'm making them you know it is just for me but it just got me thinking then about what, if you're a bourbon drinker or a whiskey drinker, then, you know, what should you have in your cocktail cabinet to to make most of these good whiskey cocktails? And you actually put a you put a list together, I, really. Well, I, I mean, the, I um, think most bourbon drinkers would tell you that it's, that, you know, a like, selection of bourbon or rye, mm-hmm. generally on the higher proof side. Right. To mix in a cocktail. Or if you're Dan, to just drink straight out of the bottle. Let me give you let me give you uh, Dan's exact quote here. <laughs> As I asked him, and this is Dan Bruner from Timmins Market, who you know is um, he's really good at this whole whiskey thing. Uh, so the question I put out to him was, "What are the must-have ingredients for your bourbon cocktails?" And Gabe, who's another guy that we trust his opinion on scotch and whiskey and bourbon, he said uh, he, he prefers a bourbon, a rye, and a non-peated or peated scotch. So he's he's running the yeah, gamut of everything. He's willing to chew on it. And he'll put in the bitters. He put sweet vermouth on his list of a must-have, uh, along with a simple syrup and, of course, the Luxardo cherries, which I think any more I've come to realize are an absolute freaking must. Well, there's just so much cocktails. better than just regular maraschino cherries. They or... absolutely are. So Dan responds with a glass and some bourbon. Glass optional, depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's in his cocktail cabinet. So, I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, obviously both of those answers. And I think you're right. It's the bitters, the cherries, the simple syrup. and then Simple wh- syrup or sugar cube. And, or even like I've used barrel aged maple syrup. Where do you where is that is that a where did you get that? I had a bottle that I found on a, the internet store, and then <laughs> yes, that one internet well, that store one, that well, you, you know the, the, that shall not be named. Okay, uh, because it's at <laughs> yes. Hog, Hogwarts, right. right? Okay, <laughs> and and then I my sister in law brought down a bottle of it from Drecker, the brewery mm-hmm. in Fargo. Oh, okay. F- as part of my Christmas present. And you've kind of been raving about that a little bit. When I'm making it, when I'm going to make one, a one-off or a two-off, I will generally try to go with the barrel-aged maple syrup okay. as the sweetener. Right. Um, instead of a simple syrup. Because it's not a simple syrup, it's no, a maple it's a syrup. maple syrup. Yeah. All right. I well, should, that's speaking of which, I should try that and with like the old 27 or this company where they're aged in maple barrels. Yeah, I bet you that would really bring out some I of that flavor would. then. 
I might be able to smell maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've just I've I've just got myself uh, some orange bitters, and I'm finding that I like those more than taking out an orange rind. You know, and expressing that, and then putting the peel in there. Yeah. Because um, it seems like over time, if you don't drink it fast enough, that orange peel to me tends to get a little overpowering while it's sitting in there. Where that orange bitter is mixing really good with the Angostura, and you know the ice cube and the cherry and and that. Yeah. So so on on when I'm making the big batch. Okay. I use it's five teaspoons of bitters, right? So I generally will go with like a a, a combination or of three black walnut and two orange or vice versa. Boy, you must have a quite a bitter selection then. No, just those and then the regular Angostura bitters. But I, I'm, for the same reason that you just mentioned, the, if you put the little bit of orange in there, then you don't have to go, Hi, honey, did you buy an orange right. at the store today? And then what do you do with the orange after you take that rind part off? Can you put it back in the fridge or do you eat it? You know? <laughs> well, I think most normal human beings would eat it, but I will just sit there and stare it out on my counter until it turns brown and I have to throw it away. <laughs> you just toss it. It's, like, it's kind of like, you know, Joey and the chicken. I'm just eating the skin. You, the rest is up for dibs. <laughs> uh, you included in your list, though, um, you included a lot of different types of bourbon cocktails and some of these i can't believe i've never heard of before you had the sours on here so you obviously in your cocktail bar would keep eggs and and lemon juice as well um well we went so far as to buy you can buy little cartons of eggs egg whites so you don't have to oh you can you can why didn't i think of that i don't know so Becky and I were going to make sours one night and then didn't, and then I did, couldn't find the egg whites wherever they were hidden in a... Sitting by the orange on the counter? Probably. <laughs> but but then we never did. So, I mean, you can actually go through the hassle of making an egg white, I think, but I think you can get them in a, like a little pint, oh, like I, a milk container I think you kind can. of a thing. You're right. Uh, you also include... so. God, you're. This was. This, well, I, 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 mean, I was impressed by well, this, Rob. Well, I don't Usually, know when I throw something out like this for the podcast, I don't get a lot back from you. This this was a well thought <laughs> well, I, out. Smart ass. <laughs> I didn't know if I should send this to you or not because you know must haves are the are the obvious ones: the bitters, cherries, simple syrup, whatever. Right. Because they're essentially included in what what I could only find to be. The vast majority of mm-hmm. bourbon cocktails. So then I was, I was diving further down into it. There are some weird ones in here. And I thought, well. Well, I noticed that know. for that uh, uh, Boulevardier, sure. um that sweet vermouth. And I'm wondering if that's what Gabe is, was referencing when, when the, he says he includes that too. So, yeah, that Boulevardier, I think, is what the French idiot said to pronounce it like. <laughs> well, um, people in uh, our, our, our French fans are no probably going to take offense to that. <laughs> um, it's essentially a Negroni, but with bourbon, not gin. So it includes the Campari and the and the sweet do you, vermouth. Do you have this stuff? Do you have sweet vermouth and Campari? I, and... Oddly enough, I do. <laughs> it's not oddly I have, enough. I, well, I didn't buy it. Right. Um, my wife bought it because we had a Negroni at Windsor Block. Okay. So we had the sweet vermouth from a previous thing that might might be older than my kids for all, <laughs> for all I know. And then the Campari she bought that I think is maybe not even opened yet. So we do have that. Uh, 
of course, if you're going to do things like a, like a mule, then you'll want your uh, ginger beer. Uh, but you have, you know, mixers, ginger ale, lemonade, soda, seltzer. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing, you know, in the, one of the last episodes we did, the Jack. I, I don't mind a Jack and ginger on a summer day or yeah. Lynchburg lemonade. Um, you one, know, I'm not a big Jack and Coke guy, but. I've never heard of this shadow woman. Well, and the, again, that's. That's you can get down this rabbit hole. There was this website that had, you know, twenty five or whatever bourbon drinks, and it was you essentially had an old fashioned, but you added pear brandy. Like to uh, it. so, you made an old fashioned with the bourbon and the bitters and everything, and then you just and, add and just, pear and, brandy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't go, I didn't measure it out and, and research it that far. I was just kind of going down the laundry list of ingredients. Boy, I'm really intrigued by that one now. Uh, and well, yeah, you've got pear vodka at home. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. You got to get the brandy. I, mean, I got to do this right. I got so well, much pear vodka know, at home. If, if you haven't met him, you don't know how truthful he is. Uh, mint julep, then old fashioned with mint instead of the bitters. Essentially. Oh, man. You never had a mint julep on the Kentucky Derby? I Day? have never had a mint julep in my entire life. It is. <laughs> It is bourbon and sugar and mint, and, and that's, that's it. about it. Well, I'm sure they use Kentucky bourbon to officially make it a thing. Yeah, right? I think the last, I think it was Woodford was the last official Kentucky bourbon. And then you the, had the Derby bourbon, ginger juleps, apricot nectarine juleps, and then an old fashioned vanilla. What's in? What's the vanilla? Well, the, in? You have a vanilla bean. Oh, I see. Okay. Most of these things that, you know, if you see a, you know, a pear old fashioned, that's just kind of an old fashioned with pear. I mean, (laughs) they're not, they're not exactly bursting at the seams and originality here. Well, I tell you the, the mules are something I'm, I'm really, really starting to like. I didn't realize how much I like ginger beer until I've, I've, I've had a mule and, and there's just. What's I like the difference it. between a ginger beer and a ginger ale. I think a ginger beer, ginger beer has much. Well, isn't a ginger beer alcoholic? Well, I don't know. For starters, no, it isn't. It is not. It's well, like, it's like a root beer, you noob. Is it really? Versus, oh my god, you make me sad. <laughs> well, I'm like I said, I'm still pretty okay. Ginger beer is made by fermenting fresh ginger and sugar, while ginger ale is either fermented with whey or made by mixing soda water or club soda with artificial or real ginger syrup. So what does that mean? So ginger beer has a stronger flavor, smell, and spice than ginger ale, which tends to taste more syrupy. Okay. So they're similar, I suppose. Um, So what you're saying is I should be drinking a Jack and Ginger beer instead of a Jack and Ginger ale. I bet you that would bring out a lot. Both terms used in brewing, however, ale and beer. (sighs) I'm sure I'm first that... Yeah, you know, you right? totally are. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever put those two things well, I just together. thought of it while I was sitting here. You'd think I'd been better on top of it, <laughs> considering my intake. Uh, so some other things people might keep in their cocktail cabinet, uh, basil leaves, balsamic vinegar. That, yeah, the Buffalo Negra Whoa. thing. That sounds not very good. Did you like the Negroni when you had it? And uh, No. No, not really. It was a it was a barrel aged one. What is it? Can you describe what it tastes like? If I it was like super bittery, 
I was not a huge like fan. like bitter like like a like the bitters you put in an old fashioned. That's what you mean bitter or bitter well, like a coffee. Yeah, like a I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite. Really? No. Okay. And I was kind of Becky liked it. Huh. More so than me. I want to try it, but yeah, I'd like to try it without spending you know fifteen dollars on it if I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> Well, you know, if if you and yours go down with me and mine, I'm sure one of the four of us would finish it off. Oh, that's true. Uh, okay. Um, the one right. that I thought you would like that I really am surprised that you say you wouldn't is the whiskey chai. I oh, I've tried so hard. C- cinnamon, peppercorns, cloves, cardamom, ginger, nutmeg, milk, and tea. That's just that's that's too many ingredients in a cocktail. That's my problem with most cocktails. Some of them look. By the time by the time you get to it, you've lost the desire to have another. <laughs> like screw it, just pour some booze on ice. We're good. Right, and I think I think that's a that's Bruner's that's Dan Bruner's philosophy is is you just you don't like, have to wipe up the counter. I exactly, mean, you pour it in a glass, you drink it, and you're done. And I I can totally appreciate that, but again, I just like the process of creating these things, and I would like to try to do more. But you look at something like a whiskey chai, and I'm like, man, I don't want. All of that stuff. That's, I mean, I probably, I'm sure, you know, my wife bakes quite a bit, cooks quite a bit. I'm sure we have all of these in our house somewhere, but. I'd, I'd recommend they're in the spice cabinet. I'm sure you probably. Except for the milk. <laughs> That'd be weird. I don't keep milk in there. <laughs> you anyway. probably have fucking almond milk, <laughs> soy milk. I do have almond milk, but you I'm use that for smoothies. Oh Tastes good God. in smoothies. Coconut water, almond milk. See, and I'll people, and you wonder why I think you would like the chai <laughs> whiskey. It is, it's a little, it's a little weird for me that I don't, but it's just because I don't like that chai flavoring. That's Which, about what the, is, what is considered the chai flavoring? I think it's the I'm, cinnamon and the cardamom and that, uh, that's that chai-ish. It, it tastes very sweet, cinnamony, and I like cinnamon stuff, but there's just an, one flavor of whatever that is I don't like. Cinnamon on your bananas foster. Yes, of bananas. course. And and like Here's cinnamon sugar right? on your toast? Yes, absolutely. That's the best. Can't just eat toast? No, you have to put cinnamon sugar on top of it. Oh, that was like Are comfort food as a seven? kid. Yes, mentally, most times. My, so my kids ate, I, would, I came home one time, my kids ate that shit so much, there is a jar of cinnamon sugar that's mixed in my spice cabinet. <laughs> I'm like, how much harder is it? I mean, so then we just, at that point, we just mixed our own cinnamon sugar because we had the label. I mean, well, of course. Go, yeah, you don't. Like, you don't go buy more. Right. In the specialties. <laughs> like, no, that's oh all. You'd so easy to mix. Yeah, my mom would make it all the time, and I'd put it. When on was toast. the last time you had cinnamon toast? Uh, about a week ago. Yep. I bet. I, I bet it's been forty-five years. Oh since my I had God! Toast. Go treat yourself. It'll bring back so <laughs> much nostalgia. <laughs> That you didn't even realize was repressed in your cynical old brain over there, Rob. You do realize now we started drinking at 2.30. It's going to be yeah. a long day, right? This is going to be a long day. I guess I'm fine with that. Most of my work's done. Uh, Mountain West Whiskey Festival is March 4th, and our oh, platinum tickets are gone. The whiskey list is out. Is it? Yep. Oh, I didn't see it yet. How did we? How did you not know Dang that? Dang it. Well, because I told you to send it to me, and you never did. It's up on the, it's up on the website. Okay. There, there are... In light of recent events, there are a lot more whiskeys in the Platinum Room. Remember, Platinum tickets are sold out, but I think we've doubled but, almost almost doubled from what we had last year, right? Yeah. 
That is true. That's pretty impressive. Hopefully we're treating our customers right. Yeah. And next year, with any luck and the grace of God, we'll be back on track to... Good God, look at that list. I know. You just keep scrolling. Yeah, there's over 180 total right now. And wow. that that's... We're missing a couple of distributors here yet, I think. So there's still some that's going to be added There's yet. still some that are going to be added. Man. Last I heard. Okay. I mean, I'm always excited for this year after year, but once I finally see the list and just looking at some of them that are on there, oh, that's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, general admission tickets, VIP tickets are still left. You can also get an on-sampling ticket. If you're just looking for an oh, inexpensive, yeah. inexpensive dinner. Yeah, no kidding. Buy one of these tickets. Buy one of the non-sampling tickets. Come down and get your fill. Oh, there it is on the VIP list. You guys can come try the Davies County Light Toasted. It's not light toasted, though. The bottle says Toasted Barrel Finish Series. I would like hey, that. Man, oh, no, got... there it is. I'm sorry. Right there on the bottom, the little arrow under light, light, toast level, light, medium. There's a light, medium, and heavy version of this? I don't know. I'd have to... Jesus, now you got... now, now I need all four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to look at the bottles more. I don't read enough on there. I just I, know. I just drink Pop them. Pop the cork and let's go. All right. So uh, you can check out the entire list, mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com. That's where you can buy your tickets, too. And we hope to see you there now in just under three weeks is when this festival will be ready to right? go. Yep, it will be. What and those it, of you two, listening. Two weeks from, no, it's three weeks yeah. from Saturday. Those two, of you that uh, are listening to this next year. Supposedly. Don't worry about it. We'll have another whiskey festival, okay? So pay no attention to this comment. It's a thing about podcasts. They, right. live, they live out there this is, forever. This is the so, 2023 version. Right. Keep that in mind. All right, Rob. Well, I'm going to go home tonight for sure, and I'm making me another dang old-fashioned. because I have, got, you tr- have you tried one with the Davies I haven't. Toasted? I'm going to make, depending on how much I do the rest of this afternoon, <laughs> I'm going to do one with the Davies County, and I'm going to do one with the Basil Hayden Toast. And I'm going to see which one I prefer. Do you make them at the same time? No, I do not. And then taste them side by side? Nope. I'll have one first and then one later. Your memory is so good that you can tell Oh, of course it is. Like a steel trap up there, Rob. You know me. Uh, I bet bet scallops would (laughs) argue with that. Yeah, she will. Anyway, (laughs) thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.